Michelle at Divine's Purpose. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Remembrance. If you are returning, what's poppin'? So today, y'all, if you've been following on Instagram, we are getting you prepped for the 1221 energy. And I have an amazing Divine Masculine that some of y'all think is sexy as a motherfather up in here to talk about some really amazing aspects of the Divine Masculine energy with the astrology. So, my love. Can you please introduce yourself to the people? Hello, hello. My name is Scorpio Moon, and uh, thank you for having me on, Michelle. I really appreciate this. You know that. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. So, listen, we know that there's been a lot of energy preparing us for what's to come in December. Yeah. My first question you is that what does this energy mean to you as a divine masculine well from the divine masculine perspective or it's tough because like you've spoken to me about um how last year previous last year was the whole year was focused on the divine feminine i feel that this year 2020 has been a huge year for divine masculines um Wait, truly waking up and stepping into their power, you know, really finding out what they value, finding out what their role is here on this planet as divine masculines and uh, getting ready for this huge shift at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Good. I love that. Because the thing is, it's like for me as a divine feminine, nothing is more exciting than divine masculines stepping into their power. Like you're stepping into your power fully. I'm so proud of you, by the way. You know that, though. Yes, not easy, but well worth it. Yeah, well, the journey is definitely not easy. Um, And um, we all have that love for each and every one of our soul tribe that has to go through the awakening process. Um, So when it comes to 1221, can you give us some insights of what you have as an astrologer? Okay, so um, on December 21st, most people know that that is the winter equinox. That's when um, the earth changes seasons from fall, autumn to winter. And this year is the first time um, in 600 years that Jupiter, Saturn are going to be conjunct moving into a new uh, sign. Now, Jupiter and Saturn are the biggest planetary bodies we have in our solar system. And they come with um, the biggest impact. So they have been in the sign of Capricorn for the last uh, 20 plus years. And the sign of Capricorn represents what? Capricorn's hard work. It's uh, an earthy sign. And with Jupiter and Saturn there, Saturn brings, um, brings focus on and values to your workspace. And Jupiter is abundance and expansion. So really what Jupiter and Saturn being in Capricorn, what it's trying to bring up is um, a shift or a change in our workplace, a shift and a change in the things that we um, look at for comfort. Because on the other side of Capricorn is cancer and cancer is the home. And how do you make the home and how do you take care of the kids and the family? You have to make the money. So on the other side of cancer is Capricorn. That is where you establish the the material gain or the the hard work that goes into creating the home. So 
at the end of this year, like this, to me, what this signifies is discipline restriction from Saturn, the expansion from Jupiter. And I also didn't add, most people, I don't know if they are adding that, but Pluto's with them too. Pluto's a tiny planet, but has a, packs a huge punch. You know, Pluto rules Scorpio and it is intense transformation. So Saturn being discipline and restriction, Jupiter expansion and big ideas with um, Pluto moving into Aquarius, which has really never been seen in our lifetime. So on December 21st, those planets will move into one degree Aquarius. And Aquarius is everything unknown. It's technology. It's on like an uninvolved, an unevolved Aquarius is, um, is a rebel, is a rebel at heart, goes against all systems. So I think these planets, you know, the hyper-focus on work and um, expansion, all the ways that we used to look to expand and make money and um, gain wealth and material is being, is being reformed. It's being broken down and moving into Aquarius, Aquarius rules technology. So I, what I'm thinking that, I'm thinking that there's going to be a huge shift. Like with AI, we do know that there's the rise of AI. And I think that artificial intelligence is going to start maybe taking over a lot of the jobs that us humans used to, used to require to make, to make wealth. And I think now we're going to be called to start having to be creative. We're going to have to start looking to, to rise and evolve. We're not workers anymore. It's time to start stepping into our higher power, not our lower reptilian animal nature. It's time to step into our higher nature, our spiritual nature. We're here to bring love and light and to create a new world. And this uh, end of the cycle is the beginning of the new world. I love that you say this because you're such a masculine energy when this comes in because for me, I'm hearing a different dialogue as the intuitive feminine, right? And I'm picking up so much of what you just said in such a beautiful way, meaning like, you know, the, the artificial intelligence is basically already happening because a lot of people have already been programmed in that lower program and they haven't fully awakened. Mm -hmm. So the robots are basically the human beings, in my opinion, because there are they're walking zombies, they're like dead already. Um, so to awaken is to be free and to rise up into your truth and also start creating new foundations with your higher self. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you said, well, wait, Paul, so you, said, you said Aquarius. Okay, so are you ready? We're in the age of Pisces, and we've been in the age of Pisces for about the last 2,000 years. So the age of Pisces is the age of illusion. Pisces at its worst is illusion. Pisces at its best is dreams and manifestation and intuition. So we've been under almost a spell or like an illusion of these, these powers that be. And the end of the age of Pisces and us moving into the age of Aquarius is the beginning of a new era, new technology, new physics, um, new friends. Because um, Aquarius rules the 11th house and 11th house is friendships and personal um, 
not intimate relationship, but friends. So the values, which is Saturn, Saturn's gonna come check our values with our friendships, our friend circles. Everything's gonna break down. And um, Aquarius is that rebel, is that uh, rebellious energy that's awakening all of us to question the, the system. Like what used to fly before the illusion is no longer flying for anybody. Even the person that might've woke up yesterday, they're starting to question what is being told to them. And that is the, the, the rebel. That is these planets moving towards Aquarius. And I love that you said the master number 11 because it makes so much sense also for the 12, 21 mm -hmm. energy for a deeper layer of knowledge in regards to prophecy. Um, but before we go there, when we when you talk about new friendships, do you also feel like that's also just connecting to your real soul tribe? Well, I think we're all, we're all being called to find our soul tribe. Mm -hmm. we're, we're being called to shed the old relationships, the old friendships, and start seeking bonds and partnerships that are going to bring out the highest version of us, that are going to reflect that highest light. And let me back up. You just said um, the connection with the numerology. Oh, I got one for you. So December 12, 21, 2000, uh, 2021 comes out to a 10, which is a one, right? Well, these planets on December 21st are moving into Aquarius at zero degrees Aquarius. So we have the one energy, which is what? New beginnings. Moving into Aquarius at the zero, no, zero degrees, at the zero degree point, that is, you know what zero, what the zero point is? That is nothing and everything. That is just full potential. So we are at this new beginning with the, the maximum potential to create a new world. Yes, and start a new life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it starts with yourself, you guys, and then you build. The only way to start a new world is to start from with self and build. I love that you said those numbers because I was thinking the same thing right before we jumped on with 1221 and then, of course, 2020, which is a 10. Um, and, yeah, that is a 1. But for me, a 10 equals God's plan, 1010. Um, when we look at this in regards to um, prophecy, for example, how can we bring astrology and the prophecy energy, and I, I will be talking more about this, but is there anything that you want to bring in in regards to these planets and what you might tell us? Well, I can tell you that the last time these planets, these three planets were, it's called a synodic cycle when um, two major planets like this are conjunct. And the last time these three planets, Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter were conjunct was 3,000 years ago when the when Babylon was created. When the empire of Babylon was created was the last time these planets were together. And right now, if I was to say prophecy, I would say that if our society right now is a mirror version of Babylon, then I think that Babylon is now going to be chaos to order. Babylon has to break down in order to be rebuilt into a new beautiful um new earth and that prophecy if that's what you're asking that's what i feel i am actually asking in that terms there is also more but the three thousand years is amazing because it's like we've been asleep under the illusion also for that long as well mm -hmm. um and it has a lot to do with aspects of well religion power and control 
hence why a lot of people have a lot of MK mind control energy on them. Yeah. And now the awakening is that you see. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the prophecy as well, I got to talk about, you know, the 144,000 oh, yes. that are here. So do you have anything on that? Well, let me just tell you, synchronistically, I've been seeing um, 144. The last, like, it's turned up, the volume has turned up the last probably couple months. So I, I do, and I've just, my tribe is coming in so fast, like coming in hot, my tribe is coming in hot. So this 144,000, um, we are here, we are awake, and we are ready to do the work. A lot of people are also messaging me and sending me things about 144,000. And some people are just sending it to me like, oh, just in case you don't know. I'm like, so cute. Mm -hmm. I love um, you know, we do know because when you are part of that 144,000, it's deeper than your spiritual ego. It's understanding that we have a huge message to share with the world. Um, and there's two energies here. One be ready Two, your silence is a betrayal yes now i just have to say that because it's the energy that has been given to me but with 1221 um i want to talk about also understanding the tribes that have been lost in a way i don't know if you resonate with this i don't want to go too far in because i really want your key wisdom in regards to this but when we talk about ancient Egyptian timelines, as you are very familiar with, yes. how do you feel like astrology has changed since then? Well, how has it changed since then? Well, back in ancient, in ancient Egypt, they, didn't, they weren't aware of Uranus and Pluto. So in ancient astrology, all they they all the planets were just the first seven. It was the sun, the moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars, um, all the way up to to Jupiter and then Saturn and stopped there. So and I know that the ancients in the ancient Egypt Egyptians, they were, I mean from my perspective, they were in communication with um a higher density being that was trying to communicate the same knowledge that is being communicated to us through the 144,000. So, so the pyramids and an ancient, the, the knowledge that was given to the pharaohs was then used for power. But when it, what the knowledge that was given to them was the same knowledge that the 144,000 are, that are, that is inside of our DNA right now being unlocked. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, you actually linked up exactly the question I was trying to ask you. Just, I wanted to see if you could connect it, and you did, and I love it, because it was about understanding that the 144,000 actually has that direct connection to source right now, like we did in mm -hmm. ancient. Well, they say we're the brothers and sisters of sorrow, and that's because our souls had already progressed past this, three, this 3D uh, planetary body, and we were at a higher density and we chose to come back. We chose, we heard the calling, we chose to come back and help Gaia and all the souls on the planet to ascend. And that's because back in ancient Egypt, there were 
off-world entities communicating with the pharaohs, trying to get them to create the pyramids to help dissolve the distortion in the minds of the, the, pop, the general population of Egypt. And what they did was they then took the power and distorted it. And from that power, you have all these other religious systems that were born from that same structure. They found this this power. And instead of using it to help raise the consciousness of the planet and help everyone on it ascend, they chose to use it for their own reasons. And now we're here. We we fell under the illusion of Pisces and the universe doesn't play. Okay. So if their message didn't come through with the Egyptians, their message is now coming through with the awakened beings and the, the massive group of awakened souls of higher higher density souls somebody like you the power that you carry and the message that you're carrying to me and to everyone else through you know social networking we want to go back to jupiter and saturn how about this um a queer saturn rules um restriction and aquarius is uh social so social distancing, social distancing is literally what is being caused by this um, conjunction. And what are you able to do, Michelle, because of your higher, your higher knowledge and your higher calling? You're able to take the chaos in the, of the world and the social distancing that most people are freaking out about. And you're able to connect people still through Aquarius, which is what? Technology through social networking. So rather than getting shaken up by the current circumstances, you are able to transmute it and use your magic to help to help people like me and anybody who's watching right now. Amazing. And you do the same, my love. Um, you know, this is why I have such admiration for you in doing astrology, because to me, it's such a logical, science-based, masculine energy that it just it's like those puzzle pieces that just need to complete the puzzle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that is amazing. And also understanding, which I'm going to come into and in saying that, you know, ancient Egyptians had that direct knowledge and that direct connection to God, source, the creator, but they took it in regards to their ego instead and really mm -hmm. destroyed it through that. Unknowing. And the reason I I don't think, so I didn't mean to interrupt, but I don't think they did it, um, they didn't, they didn't know that they were doing it. They didn't do it purposefully, if that means anything, you know? Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. It was more of, what, like an innocent? Yeah, the first found power, and they didn't understand what to do with it, rather than, like, uh, an empire that had, that, like, feel like Caesar, you know, he chose to take his power and just conquer everybody. See, that's beautiful. I see it as they've fallen so far, they forgot. Yes, boom. Um, and they forgot that they were there to create heaven on earth, meaning, you know, create the world that God had intended mm -hmm. for them. So that's what I was to just say that the 144,000, you know, we have to remember that it's God first in anything and everything. Whatever label you guys want to use, if you use creator, divine, higher self, whatever, but it's that mm -hmm. energy. Um, when it comes to, um, when I talk about stuff like, 
God, for example, when it comes to astrology, can you kind of enlighten me a little bit how that works with astrology? Well, I can tell you from my perspective, because maybe not all astrologers would agree with me. So let me preface with saying that. But my, I think, my, my brain, my masculine brain works, that I feel that, let's just take the solar system. So let's say if God is... I think of God as the center, is the black hole, the singularity in the center of our galaxy, okay? That is the father. The sun is all the stars that that black hole created, all the suns that um, go, that all rotate around that black hole, right? Each sun has its own planet. So let's take our sun, and then the sun has its planet. So you have the father, which is the black hole. You have the sun, which is our sun. And then you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit which is um, a, a form of logos that is, if the, if the black hole created the sun and then the sun created the planets, then the planet was able to then create minerals, minerals then turn to plants, plants then turn to organic um, mammals, mammals then turn to conscious beings. And now all of a sudden we're the furthest extension of our, so let's just take our neighborhood, our solar system. We are the conscious beings on our solar system that are able to perceive and even think articulate about God. So I think that in my perspective and from my astrology brain, I would say God is found in the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And from there, his creation, you can see what what is created outside of the black hole. All the matter, everything that we can see in an observable universe all rotates around one point. It's a singularity. Nothing can go through. Light gets sucked in. Matter gets sucked in. So I feel that Christ consciousness comes out of there and our hearts. It's the sun within our hearts that connects all of us. So beautiful. Like, honestly, mind blown. I love it because it resonates with me so much. However, you'd say it in such a different way that I would say it. So I hope that that alone expands the listener's mind um, and the listener's perception and they can come up with their own conclusion and how they want to tell. Also, I wanted to add, can I add to that? I also, another. I think just God is love. I think God is love. That feeling you get when, like that, just unconditional love. I believe that that's what created, that's what source used to, to create is love. You know what? Everything you're saying is just like this beautiful like red line to the next subject that I want to talk about, which is Christ consciousness. And, you know, understanding that Christ consciousness is the highest point of ascension. A lot of people think it's the fifth dimension, but it's not. Um, The fifth dimension is the physical aspect, but the highest point is Christ consciousness. And if you're talking about unconditional love, that is what Christ Mm -hmm. consciousness is. Um, I work with the Holy So I know that 1221 is an epic moment in time. What do you know about Christ consciousness, the Holy Family, and the 1221? um, I don't want to talk about anything that I'm not an expert on, but let me just say Christ consciousness from my perspective. I believe that from my physical perspective, me as a masculine, uh, I think all humans have both polarities, feminine and masculine. And until you can balance both of them, recognize and acknowledge both of them within you, balance both of them, you then, you know, you 
it's kind of like a game. You unlock the first level. So you balance your masculine and feminine energies, and then you must balance your sexual energies, and then you must tame your human mind. And once you do that, you literally create a, a doorway for when you can remove your ego and just remove yourself. That's after you tame all those levels, you, you open a doorway for Christ consciousness to enter. And back to what I was saying, that black hole, that black hole energy that is tethered to that the suns are tethered to and we're tethered to that. The moment you open your, your higher chakra and you align yourself, you welcome that Christ consciousness. Does it mean you become Jesus? I think I've had people, you know, react to me like, dude, do you think you're, no, I do not. But at a certain level of self mastery, you recognize within yourself, you have both polarities. And at, at the balancing point of that, you then open yourself up to a doorway of like uh, infinite knowledge and understanding and love. And you start looking at other people as other selves. So somebody can come up to me in a line and hurt me. And it's like, oh man, I like I will immediately look at them as if they are, they are me because they're God and that they're just hurt. They're me years ago when I used to be hurt, when I had a fragile ego and it, you know, rather than react. So that's the unconditional love. That's when you open yourself to Christ consciousness, when you're literally looking at every person and everything as if it was you. The, the Holy Family, I would love for you to teach me about the other two things you asked me. Okay, what, do you have a question for me as a divine masculine, as being a feminine? I, like, if you have a question, please ask, because there's a lot of information. Um, I'm asking just more information about uh, the Holy Family and what you just asked me. Okay, sure, I got you, my love. Okay, so, well, we have to understand, first of all, you did mention 3,000 years ago, but we have to also look at Jesus as a prophet, as a man. Now, when you said, oh my God, do you think you're Jesus? No, no one can be Jesus. His name mm -hmm. is Yeshua. Um, and he was a man who took on Christ's consciousness to be the teacher, the prophet, the leader. Um, he obviously had a connection with Mother Mary and his father Joshua, but really also Mary Magdalene. And that's the Holy Family that worked with the Holy um, Mother energy. So when Christ, or Jesus, I call him Yeshua, was murdered, which we call mm -hmm. the crucifixion, he says it is finished as a mention of, I have reached Christ's consciousness in this living time that he has to an ascended master. But that's not the end of the story. The truth that 2,000 years later, that will be December 21st, he says there is a resurrection of Christ. Now, everybody took that literally. But you have to understand that the resurrection of Christ's consciousness has already been walking barefoot on this planet, and they are the 144,000. Wow. Beautiful. The thing is, a lot of people don't know or they don't remember, and the energy is we are here under Christ's consciousness, and there is a bloodline, actually, that has continued because Mary Magdalene did have his children. Now, when we look at that, you know, it's also understanding that 
we have chosen, we said earlier in the podcast, we have chosen to come here to really complete the prophecy, to fulfill the prophecy, and really find our tribes again, and really come into this notion of unconditional love and forgiveness. Because when you look at Jesus, he's a representation of forgiveness. So for me, when I look at 1221, I, I see a rising energy of Christ consciousness. Um, what I mean by that is that a lot more of our soul tribe will remember who the fuck they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think that was beautifully articulated. And I and I did have I did have some knowledge about the Holy Family. I just didn't have enough to talk about. And um, yeah, I think that the Christ consciousness in everyone, and that's why the 144 are here. Because, like you said, we've been walking barefoot this earth this whole time since we've came out the womb. And just by us being that light and living, being that rebel and not adhering to these illusions, these rules and illusion, illusory, whatever the word is. In a system that is fake, we've been walking pillars of light this whole time. And now, as we move towards this um, synodic cycle, the Christ consciousness within the planet and everybody else is now starting to wake up. And that's why people are now no, not as much looking at us as crazy. Because when I was younger, and I don't know if you got it, but people have always thought I was crazy, you know? And doctors wanted to label me and say this and give me medications. It's only now. And it's it's ironic, huh? That we're a month away from this date, this, you know, this climactic date, this ending of an old cycle. And just now people are starting to take interest in the things that we're saying. Yeah. And, you know, it's because we're the first wave. Um, you know, and the first wave actually was a very long energy, meaning there's people who are in their 80s now are still a part of the first wave. So I have to give respect to the elders and our ancestors that have mm-hmm. been teaching and have been talking mm-hmm. and speaking the truth. Um, but now there is going to be a mass awakening. And it's a lot because it's literally of the energy of what master are you serving? Um, because you can only serve one. But the importance of this, I have to tell you that Yeshua, Christ, who's with me right now, he wants us to know that there has to be an innocence in this energy, meaning only a child, the heart of a child can enter the kingdom of heaven. So keep your energy pure, keep your energy um, in a light, innocent manner, um, and really find your passion and enjoy the new friendships. Like that's literally the message I'm getting. Before we wrap it up, because I don't want the podcast one more to be super long, is there something else that you want to talk about um, in regards to... Yeah, I would like to say one more thing for the listeners, because I know I was a little all over the place. But let's just break it down to this. Um, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto are moving into Aquarius, okay? Hopes, dreams... Everything is about to come true if you've put the work in, okay? And just understand this. The whole point of Aquarius in this cycle is to understand who you are 
the, the unique version of yourself. Trust who you are and bring that version of you to the world. And that's it. That's what I got. Amen. One more thing, though, I have a question. For those of the people who are yep. just awakening, what can you give them in regards to guidance on how to move on this very specific moment in time because there is such a huge shift well, the first, everybody yeah first guidance is find out who you are um get your blueprint get your birth chart do your numerology reach out to michelle reach out to me we can help you we can help you connect michelle can help connect you with your past lives help you get a little understanding of maybe some of the traumas you have reach out to somebody to get a birth chart you can reach out to me and we can give you a specific blueprint of the energies that you have at your disposal and then you can start moving on your awakening journey but until you know who you are fully and then accept it you can't really start accessing the gifts and the healing and the amazing work that we need you to do so first step find out who you are beautiful i love that and this is yeah. the remembrance and you know may everybody remember who they are and I love that you also projected the energies of people who have realized who they are and they remember because now they're on mission mm -hmm. like yourself you're on mission and now you're yes. helping others and teaching others about who they forgot so you know that's really beautiful and you know 1221 is going to be a very big date and it's not going to be um, a light transition in any means so I just pray that everybody is well, and I hope that you reach out to those who you feel like you need to reach out to and get your help. Um, yes, I'm, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for pushing me outside of my comfort zone. I love you. I love you too. And um, obviously I'll connect you on Instagram, but is there any no, but you can find me at, at Scorpio Moon, at Scorpio underscore Moon 88 on IG. I love you guys. Stay healthy. Stay well. Thank you, Michelle. Talk to you soon. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.